listener and welcome to another episode of Injury Time India, your one-stop shop for everything for the beautiful game in this country. Joining us from Bangalore is Sandeep. Hey, Sandeep. Hey, guys. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing really well, man. And also oh, joining us on this episode is Akarsh Sharma from Delhi. Keeping you still chilly, right, Akarsh? It's very chilly. I can't even move out of my room. <laughs> well, at least we get you on uh, this channel on Zoom so that we can talk a lot about Indian football. Let's just dive right into it because there's a lot to discuss today. We'll go uh, team by team, the 11 teams. So let's just discuss, uh, discuss each team starting with the champions, ATK, Mohan Bagan. Or can I call them the champions since it's a merger and it's a new entity altogether? Akarsh? Um, you can't. Officially, you can't. Okay. Yeah, against Mumbai, it, um, it was a clash of uh, styles, a complete clash of styles and a very, very uh, top-of-the-table clash feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, But but Habas was up to his old tricks again. He had, I think he had zero shots attempted in the first half. It, it's, it's such a calculated way of playing. It is... It is it is both frustrating to watch, but also admirable to watch how 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 drilled they are. And um, in general, interestingly, interestingly, he's, he's um, preferring Prabir now over Manveer uh, again to shore up the right side. And I think against Mumbai also he tried that because Mumbai's Mumbai's left flank in general flies really well. Right. Um, ironically, when he tried that, I think Mumbai still went on and sc- went on and scored the winner. Right. But it's a it's an interesting time for Habas also because a lot of the teams are now a little more um, uh, familiar with what he's trying to do, a little more maybe attacking as well. Today, Goa I thought did really well in the end. Uh, they conceded from a free kick which they shouldn't have, which was very poor goalkeeping. Right. Uh, but but I think Goa could have easily won this match. Well, and in the dying minutes, they could have eked out a winner there, right? They they should have. They probably should have. But it was it was very interesting. It, it's also interesting to see the psyche of the matches um, against Mohan Bagan. Once 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 a side like Goa or Mumbai tend to go after them, it 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 is a bit of a struggle for Bagan to cling on to that clean sheet. Uh, but but otherwise, if you want to settle for it, they will nick nick a goal or two. So if, if the other if the opponent is like okay okay fine we are also going to sort of be a little cautious then more more likely than not mm-hmm. eventually uh, the uh, Mohan Bagan will get get their goal so it's it's a very it's a very weird way of uh, playing against them right uh, Sandeep let me uh, get this to you this pragmatic approach that Habas is so familiar familiar for now in the ISL is this doing more good uh, that. Is this doing more harm than good to ATK Mohan Bagan, given that the table topper will get that AFC Champions League slot? Look, defences win you the league. That's what they say, right? Attackers right. win you games, defences win you leagues. So, as long as you have uh, most number of clean sheets, you can't lose those games. Now, like if I look at a team like Goa, who also is trying to find the right spot for them in the table, which is becoming very, very difficult as it is. Mm-hmm. They will only start playing once they go a goal down. Mm-hmm. Isn't, so, in that sense, it's better to have a team who does not go a goal down at all in the first place, if you ask me. And uh, Mumbai at some point are going... It's strange, you know, because Mumbai spent so much money. I think probably more than Bagan this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, the chances of them finishing on the top of the table is higher. That way, it makes sense. To, but, but why would we change a winning philosophy after? That's that's what I would ask. 
No, I agree with the. Okay, can I just butt in here? I, I yeah, yeah, go ahead. What Naveen is trying to say that if if Bagan keep playing their style of play and Mumbai keep playing their style of play, there is a higher chance that Mumbai will win more matches than Bagan. Right, Naveen? That's what you're trying yeah. to say. Because uh, looking at the table right now, uh, Mumbai lead f- uh, for obvious reasons because they have won more matches, eight to six uh, between Mumbai and uh, Mohan Bagan, and the goal difference too. It's thirteen to six. So even uh, and the head-to-head, it's in Mumbai's favor now. So even all by all the permutation and combinations, if they are to finish on same points, Mumbai will nick that top spot and take the Champions League slot. Last season also, even with Abbas's style, Goa still finished five points clear, right? Which, which again comes with the same same sort of theory that playing a Lobera, which can be either Goa or Mumbai, playing a Lobera style of football is most li- more likely to get you the league top position. But probably Habas's way of Habas's way of playing probably will win you the ISL trophy in the playoffs. So it's a it's a it's a weird trade-off right now. So you have to ask, what do you want from your team? Like, do you want to play the FC Cup and make all that money that you make by winning the ISL? Or go for the Champions League, where more often than not you're going to get knocked out in the first round itself. Maybe you will get some, you know, prestige value and things like that. And Maybe also some money. not so much. I was saying yeah, not so match, much, but some money. So much, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's it's hardly anything. It's not really much of a difference in terms of how much money they would make. Hmm. It's nice to play the Champions League. You can say that I played the Champions League, but beyond that, no. Well, that that about how ATK uh, Mohan Bagan are going. But what about Goa? No Lubera there. One for, for Rando this time round. A three. Sorry, can can we can we sorry can we also discuss the the underlying um, how do you say uh, commotion within the within the Bagan fans due to the use well, of the third black jersey? Well, that is something that I I have not uh, grasped uh, completely. Mohan Bagan never uh, not playing in their red and maroon sofa. <laughs> They play, no, they, no, they have, they have, they have. But suddenly, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go when, ahead. When when ATK, Mohan Bagan, when ATK Mohan Bagan started, they released two jerseys, right. uh, which was in the Mohan Bagan colors. Mm-hmm. Just sort of. I think it's a brighter maroon. I think it's a brighter maroon than usual. Uh, but basically, this is what they did. Now, they suddenly in one match, a couple of matches ago, I forgot against who, they brought in their uh, black jersey. Which is which is pretty much exactly ATK's jersey from previous seasons, mm-hmm. and this was completely blind, and and everybody was completely blindsided by this. Nobody now there there was no announcement of this third jersey. There was nothing. It was it was it was pretty much a game from the management, uh, wherein they caught the fans off guard, and although there was a lot of lot of um, anger on social media and elsewhere, they have stuck to this jersey again today against Goa. And uh, it is essentially Goenka's way of saying that I still own the club, that I call the shots, because from what I, what I hear is that the league, the league forced him to adopt Mohan Bagan's colours and the crest and everything, that he was not allowed to change them. So the name ATK is all he had. This is pretty much all he had. That that, that the name ATK in ATK Mohan Bagan was his team. That those three letters, and, and he sort the whole of, team. Huh. And the whole team, of course. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a funny story. That's a different story altogether. But he really wanted to. He really wanted to sort of um, keep something to himself. Is basically what his game was. And this this so black, black ask jersey. Ask something. Yeah. Like if you were an owner, right, and you bought a club with so much history and 
even independence pre independence and all that kind of things attached to it you bought a club would you rather capitalize on that fan base and that history and merge your club with this or bring their club under your wing and brand it as a different uh, entity how would you do it no i would pretty much do it the way they've done it right now um if if goenka really loved mohan bagan or whatever he claims to be a, i don't know if he claims to be a fan but there was some some sort of public statements out there um he, he would have stuck to just mohan bagan to be honest atk is a pointless entity it doesn't even stand for anything it it is three letters which do not have a full form so i don't know what atk was and i have always been against atk the existence of atk because this was always the end end game for atk and they are actually just prolonging the the term for for me i think 3 4 year 4 years down the line this will just become mohan bagan and not atk mohan bagan uh let's see how it pans out but i don't know what atk stands for out stands for it was already a failed thing because it was called atletico de kolkata and atletico madrid went away so it was already a poor decision to associate an entire club with another club which was based on just a contract so once they left you were left with nothing you had to change the entire name of the club it's amar tomar kolkata dude it's it's not that's the unofficial <laughs> thing <laughs> it's that, that, would been, that would have that would have been even more fun <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right like writers no one's kolkata <laughs> <laughs> Well, but the fans have gone gaga over it on uh, social media with prominent uh, names, which all of us are aware of, <laughs> just not budging. And I agree with you. And I sorry, I agree with them. Uh, if you ask a Bagan fan today, and they'll they'll probably confide in you and tell and tell you that even if ATK Mohan Bagan wins the ISL, uh, tops the league, wins the trophy, the the la- last season I League trophy will still mean more to them than this one. it's just how it is it is there, there's no connect with this team right now and uh, from the management part they ha- they aren't doing much uh, to build on that connect- or to have a connect no i don't think so they are actually uh, probably doing things the opposite way right now yeah just hampering all the relation like somewhat relation that they have well uh, i think i mean the distance doesn't help also i think especially this year there is a I, I at least I feel like there is a proper disconnect between the club and its fan base, because as much as you try to put your digital membership and try to get them on social media and things, if you don't have mass going uh, fans who week in week out feel the angst and the pain and the happiness and the elation and the, all these things with the club, it just doesn't feel the same. Like but Carlos is leaving. Yeah, but Sandeep, isn't that the case with every single team this season? Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, difficult. Yeah. I mean. I agree with Akers. Like the last, I, there are a couple of fans who I spoke to who said uh, even if they win this year, the I League title would mean a lot more than they won last year. Yeah, so that part is absolutely true. But maybe once if they start playing at the Salt Lake Stadium or if they start playing back with the local leagues and things like that, maybe then there will be more of a fan interaction and maybe they can build up on that. Now I wouldn't uh, bet my house on the fact that they will try and build a relationship with the fans. Please This, don't. Uh, Yeah, but at, at the same time, they'll have to do something, right? Otherwise, it'll just be a shell of a club and eventually die down because the fans, maybe the next generation of fans, will not have the same connect, right. and they'll just move on to like the same Mohammedan sporting or or some other team that's going to come up. Who knows? East Bengal, yeah. all these teams, right? Well, given the way- East Bengal has yeah. done it, uh, moved up very well. They didn't merge mm-hmm. or anything. 
they had a change in management or addition of people to their management yeah. side right. but uh, they still retain that identity and the colors and all these kind of things well like sandeep said uh, the transition for east bengal was much more smoother because getting as a sponsor a sponsor for the team on board and then getting into the isl uh, things were still more or less in the control of, of the way was in the way the the team the club management expected changes is something that fc goa also requires is what i think uh, a 3-0 win against jamshedpur was followed by today's draw to atk mohan bagan surprising that angolo did not play this game sandeep yes it's surprising that angolo didn't play i just feel if I, when i look at the team right it seems like uh, he is ferrando is building up to something because navas is no longer there we heard that uh, we got to know over the week that deeraj was signed right now navas's contract expires at the end of the season so uh, probably looking to move him on that's a question there are they already bringing in deeraj to you know fill that slot it looks that way to me mm-hmm. then angolo being dropped in the last two things and i think this is something that we have spoken about and i think akar stressed on this last season last episode as well is that angolo is not a coro he's not going to provide you he's not going to let people play off him he's not going to let uh, be part of that you know build up and things like that he's a finisher and when goa is trying to play the way they want to play it seems like ortiz is a better option maybe he's not as clinical but at the same time he provides a vertical penetration with the ball he, he takes the gamble uh, you know to crosses and all those kind of things sometimes so for the club for the team to play as the way ferrando wants to play maybe not having angulo would be the it's crazy that i'm saying this even but to not have angulo maybe the ideal way to go and bring him on as an impact substitute it just feels that way because to drop him for a game as big as uh, the mohan bagan game against uh, uh, jamshedpur also it's quite a big call from a coach who whose team is not clicking that's the most important thing it's not like he's resting him while the team is just cruising the team is still not clicked yet and he's just trying different things out and maybe this is something he stumbled upon um i i don't agree the with the fact that uh, angulo is being benched uh, uh, without any reason i mean if if that he's not that he's fit and he's being benched i don't know if it's true because ferrando at least came out in the last match and said he was ill for a few days angulo right uh, the thing i keep seeing in goa is uh, to to play to play angulo and ortiz and nogra and edu bedia right all four of them uh, he has to basically play one of one center back as an indian right he has to play one indian center back and the last time he did that was when bright basically <laughs> danced his way through the, the goan defense right but i see i see i understand what sandeep said that uh, angulo's contribution aside from goals was a little little less than what coro would have ideally been and ortiz is some player to be honest ortiz is probably my favorite player in that team right now yes such a vast he's such a he's such a uh, varied way of doing things he can do everything right now to be honest and, um, and goa were pretty good against jamshedpur and i thought were pretty good against bagan as well so it's a, it's an interesting uh, interesting strategy uh I don't know what what's happening with Nawaz to be honest. Uh I thought he was doing decently well but yes he was he still his his height is still a problem and uh, perhaps perhaps that that would have been an issue uh against teams and Naveen has done pretty well 
to be honest he's except except for conceding today's goal he pulled off some incredible saves against jamshedpur right yeah so i don't know what is in farando's mind but i think it stems from him wanting to really use his two foreign center backs yeah. which 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 basically means he cannot play his four awesome foursome in in attack so well i think that's that so i i think uh, with navas's situation this contract is a major thing i feel with like you said navin has done a very good job uh, although not as good as r navin but uh, nevertheless he's done a very good job but i think navas's contract in 6 months is going to be a big talking point because they will have to if he is not going to resign they will have to face him out and get the next uh, ducks in the you know, next people in line and goa is a team who likes to get their ducks in the row because they have always ensured that you know there is a right replacement i'm not saying the perfect replacement but a right replacement for them going forward so there might be something along those lines there in terms of goalkeeping uh, change that's happened and could be a reason why dheeraj has come in he could have a really a really good chance of having some game time under his belt in goa yeah he has to improve his footwork but uh, yeah let's hope he can because he came with a lot of hype um, as long as as long as he can uh, throw a ball uh, three fourths of the pitch and the 20000 people can cheer it's it's it'll be fine in india <laughs> <laughs> just about it <laughs> well nawaz moving on there are rumors he might go to hyderabad there are talks about that and there also mumbai also looks like a likely option but uh, too early to say any, any on that because he's still in the season there's six six more months going to going ahead into his contract let's move on with this episode moving on to the next team in our talking points mumbai city fc guys win over adk mohan bagan then a goalless draw against hyderabad For to me, it looked like Hyderabad. Hyderabad came up with a plan, and it worked out really well. Is this the blueprint that other teams uh, can take take away from this uh, when it comes to playing against a team like Mumbai, Sandeep? Look, I am a big fan of Hyderabad, and I never thought I'd be saying this when the season started. But uh, they are a very, very well coached team. Like that, uh, Manolo Marquez has done an excellent job in maintaining the fact that the team is drilled well. Like Chinglang Sena has been excellent. Their yeah. wing backs have been uh, full backs, I should say, have been excellent. It seems to me that uh, they just found a team that is ready to play as a team, and uh, it's so. This is interesting. Okay, I was just thinking about this earlier. They have found some really good players in that system. Now, over the next year, we will see a lot of them leave that team. I feel like at least one or two of them will leave. Let's say uh, someone among Yasir or Ashish Rai or Akash Mishra or, or Liston also, for that matter, can they go somewhere else and be successful? Is something that I don't know, because more and more I think about it. Uh, I think of Nishu as an example, although injuries have not helped him. He was the team BFC build was built to his strength, and when he is in a situation put in a situation where he has to play. with uh, a backline that is not really playing to his strength he's getting a little found out again injuries are not helping him at all but he is not the same player that we saw last year at bfc so i'm just wondering this is absolutely out of nowhere whether these people the, the players here who have done really well this year will probably get a move to a bigger club or for more money to a different club and may not be able to replicate it because i just feel like the way the coach has set up the team tactically he is spot on like he does a very very good job 
well, a really tactically sound coach there, Sandeep. You spoke about your love for Hyderabad and the way they have played. But Akash, what about Mumbai? Is uh, is this what we could see from Mumbai's oppositions going ahead? The way Hyderabad played in that match. Um, they can try, but I think Hyderabad is too good a coach team for others to replicate. Uh, this this was this this fixture also came after eight days of rest for Hyderabad, I believe. So they they were actually very well drilled because they had time as well to focus on Mumbai's strengths and how to nullify them. And um, some of the thoughts here credit to Shlok because I was discussing it with him while I missed most of the match as well. But Ashish Rai played a blinder, and uh, which was most important because Mumbai's left flank is incredible. Um, also, there was no boo move, so that is one thing that will always sort of favor the opponents. Similar to how I know not as bad as a Krivelaru missing for Chennai, but Bumu is still Bumu. Uh, he, he was missing, and in general, I think Hyderabad have shown such good flexibility in terms of when they want to attack, when they want to play adventurers, and when they want to sit back. I'm I'm a big fan of that coach. So Manolo is somebody I can listen to all day as well from a press conference point of view. These are the kind of coaches you want in Indian football. Uh, not somebody who's just going to phrase it um, in a very generic manner. Oh, my opponents will be tough. Oh, they, they deserve more points. Oh, they'll play compact. It'll be a tough game, etc. So he doesn't say these things. And he's very good. He does a very nice analysis of what actually happened in a match. And uh, I think nil-nil was a fair result that day. And uh, I don't think this is a big problem for Mumbai. They're still five points ahead. It's It's... I think they are far favourites to finish top of the league. Well, way too ahead for the chasing pack. But Kivilaro Akash, you spoke about Chennai and FC. Two matches against Odisha in the past week. One ending in a goalless draw. Another one, they winning uh, one with a 1-2 margin. Uh, where do you see Chennai going on from here? It entirely depends on the new signing, Lanzarote. If he can produce even 75% of what Kivilaro does for Chennai then uh, they'll be in a good position to again, uh, you know, push for push, push for top four places. But I don't see them uh, going to the top four this time. Uh, they can't put, keep pulling off these late runs, late second half, uh, second half of the season runs to get into the top four. Uh, I think this time their luck has run out. And uh, in fact, today's fixture will tell us a lot about where Chennai and East Bengal's ambitions lie. Well, Chennai and East Bengal's ambitions. We'll get to East Bengal in a while. But before that, Sandeep, Kerala Blasters FC. Three matches in the past one week. A loss to Odisha, 2-4 result. A win against Jamshedpur, 3-2. And then a draw against East Bengal. A match which I thought they could have gone on to win. Yeah, so can I... I just want to add something to what uh, Akash was saying about Chennai. Uh, I am a big fan of the coach like Akash said about uh, Manolo Marquez. Saba Laslo is also excellent in terms of setting his team up. Tactically, he's almost always spot on. But he is missing the right individuals in that team. Which makes me feel like, like uh, they're not going to go for the top four. Like uh, Again, uh, agreeing with Akarste. Because if you look at the similarity, there is a lot of similarities between Hyderabad and Chennai and the way the coaches are and the way they talk and the way they think about football and how they tactically astute they are. But what Aridane provides and KNAC assists uh, is so much more than what uh, Silvestre, Jakub Silvestre provides for uh, Chennai. Because 
even aridane while he scores goals he does a lot more and yakub silvestri does a lot more but he is not at the same level as an aridane so probably that's what they're missing in terms of someone who can help the younger ones around him to get better and also be a major major factor in deciding games so uh, that is one thing i want to add coming to kerala i'll be very honest i didn't see uh, their last couple of games so uh, just saw the highlights a little bit here and there but uh, yeah i mean odisha game was a little surprising because it just i don't know it just felt like they just collapsed into the, uh, like into themselves like you know as if they were going into a black hole and everything just collapsed into themselves but since then one could they should have seen out that game against east bengal but when they scored i was not very surprised either because you sort of expect kerala's defense to make some not be able to keep a clean sheet one way or another because it just feel i don't know that team really confuses me well agar this is something that you have also concurred with in the past a team that is as confusing as it is off the pitch that it is on on the pitch yeah but it's been different in the recent matches okay ibu has finally found a way to play hooper and mare together and when he did that against jamshedpur they were really good except they missed some dollies like they they, they missed some very easy chances mare especially just blazed over the bar time and again even hooper although that particular chance was slightly behind him but these two connected really well and that was a huge positive and the only reason i think that they they were broken up that game was because ruathara was red carded so basically one of them had to be sacrificed and even then um, hooper was sacrificed but mare uh, went on to win the game for uh, for k kerala although it was a huge gift by tp ranesh two of the goals <laughs> but uh, it's 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 a very interesting uh, dynamic right now for kerala even against east bengal they should have seen it off uh, it it was a decent performance and uh, it was a, it was a tight game and eventually they lost out because of a very silly silly clearance by rahul kp which which should have gone for a throw in and he conceded a corner in the last minute last minute of stoppage time and they paid the price for it but in 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 a way uh, the the what sandeep was talking about the 4-2 wala game odisha fc against that that i think that had an um, uh all indian defense first of all which was still doing de- decent but then nishu kumar got injured at half time and kone had to come for him and kone is this i don't i don't understand because it, it, i i i thought kone would be a great signing i thought it was a very smart signing but kone is really slow like right now indians are preferred over kone and costa is the one who who gets the nod over kone even if ibu has to play one cent- one foreign center back so that particular game it was just um, after nishu went off Diego basically ran ragged out on the left flank, so that 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 was unlucky for Kibu, and um, let let's see where it goes. Right now, right now, hopefully Kibu Vicunia will get some time in in Kerala. Hopefully they he'll be there next season as well. It's I I've I've reached a point where I feel really sad for Kerala fans, and I think that is this is the biggest failure and biggest. Uh, 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 biggest egg on their on FSDL and ISL spaces. Kerala could have been so much more. Kerala should have been the number one club in ISL by far. Like the potential is so huge, and it's been so messed up. Like I really feel bad for the fans right now. There's something that you have also spoken about in the past where it's a huge yeah. and it is it's a thriving market. All have you have to do is to put together a good team. Yeah, because you have a good stadium, you have great fan base, 
at some point the management has to cop a lot of blames now we've had uh, situations where you know michael chopra has questioned certain illicit uh, signings and how all the back you know money exchanges hands and how the signings are all gone and things so nothing is proven or anything of that sort but at some point you have to question the signings that they're doing and what the management is doing in terms of getting the right team the right personnel in every season they get all the players and then at the end of the season they release all the players and they start afresh like it's not a computer that you can keep refreshing and things will run faster that doesn't work uh, in football right and look at the upside of that team anybody you get a good management in place and ask them to plan for a 3 4 year period that team is going to be really good and kerala fans are people who really enjoy play good football and if there is a progression that they can visually see and identify as this club is moving in a certain direction is moving forward they they won't they they will back them they won't be like in a situation where look david james had a terrible time there because the people could not see what they were trying to do so like kibukena we can see that he is trying to do certain things but he doesn't have all the like you know pieces for to fix the jigsaw in the right way give him time give him the players he needs and back the coach don't hit the refresh button at the end of every season if you didn't see a path then why hire the coach in the first place like i felt elko shetori deserved to stay there because uh, i although i'm not the biggest fan of uh, elko shetori as such the way he plays football and his social media antics and things he was he had a plan and he was doing it and he had a successful season the year before at northeast united so why not give him the chance it's not like he absolutely failed so that you had to change him and things like that so i just feel like this this club the management has to take a lot of the blame here absolutely because who else are you going to point fingers at well management needs a lesson on patience being a virtue well uh, we can only hope that and we- signing people also the right people having a project in mind like the simple things that you expect a club to have which i think is a lot to ask for especially in indian football context bfc is starting starting their life under noshad musa sandeep uh, they started with a loss against east bengal and a draw against uh, northeast united fc a match after which gerard moose the northeast united coach was sacked we'll get into it in a bit later but before musa's time how do you look at it um he is just he is steadying the ship he is not going to change the fortunes of the club by any means uh, especially now that they have lost dimas also who has gone flown back to spain for a, for something some family emergency which i'm not really sure what it is about but uh, god speed to him but uh, you know he has to he just has to see the whole season out that's his job and uh, try and figure out if there are any youngsters in that team who can potentially you know make a start in the next season and maybe help in the transition going forward i don't expect any i personally don't expect him to change the fortunes of the clubs at all it's just they, that club is uh, this year is like a sort of a return off for them maybe they can make a top 4 because other teams around them are inconsistent but uh, beyond that i don't think there is much of a change they let, look a little more adventurous but uh, beyond that there is nothing much changing there eh? unless they bring in some signings it's they are bringing on chisco i think who's coming back to the club yes is for uh, again but... yeah again we don't know how he's because chisco was there before he was not that great but he went and became a big player uh, last season in the odisha 
you saw Deshaun Brown go and score a goal today with the Northeast United FC Arpons on his debut once he left this club. So uh, there might be some incomings and outgoings. Are they going to replace Dimas or is Dimas going to come back? Because if he comes back, he has to be in quarantine for you know another two two weeks. So there is a lot of moving parts in that club for them to fix it this season, I feel. But uh, yeah, next year should be fine. Well, next year for for all you know, we might see a new coach also coming in. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Akash, what about you? Uh, in the past episode, we discussed how Musa could hand more game time to youngsters in the time uh, in the side, and we saw people like Parag get get, get a nod uh, in the playing eleven. Do you see that continuing in the remainder of the uh, of the league for them? Mm, yeah, I'm good, but it, it will continue. But I'm going to back backtrack on what I've said in the last pod. All right. I thought BFC will push for top four and finish top four. I right now I don't see that happening. Okay. Uh, I thought well, Dimas is one of the reasons, yes. But I thought Musa will also bring in a little bit of um, consistency and stability. I, I I just sense that that he'll stick to the basics in the sense that um, there'll be a the, the same defense playing match on match, something like that. But for example, Khabra went to defensive midfield and it was a, it wasn't a very good performance. Um, he I, I still don't know what the point of Prati Chaudhary at that club is. Uh, I know I know Musa is trying to blend in uh, Parag and Ajit and even Namgyal. Namgyal also made a very horrific error and was not punished by Bright, although they lost that match uh, eventually. Uh, the thing about Musa is, if you see him on screen, I understand that he's an Indian coach and he's probably not used to the limelight. He doesn't really inspire much confidence. Uh, if you had seen his interviews on the broadcast... He was essentially saying, first of all, he stepped first. His first inter- interview was basically the right thing, some of the right things and some of the some some weird things. He said, "We'll bring in more youngsters." Uh, I've had sleepless nights, um, right? So there, there's a lot. There's a lot of pressure. I've never felt this much pressure, is what he said. He, he on broadcast, he said that when I stepped into the dressing room, the senior players helped me calm and help me calm and calm myself and blend in and something like that, something along those lines. This doesn't really inspire confidence. That's the interview where I thought, oh, okay, it's not going to happen. It, it, this season is going to be written off for PFC. That, that's ex- that's the moment I thought that I, I don't know where it is going to be. Maybe they're eventually going to rebuild for next season. Well, guys, we spoke about stability that uh, Musa could bring in. But one team that really needed stability this season is Northeast United FC. Placed fifth on the points table as of now. But they end up sacking their co- coach, Gerard Nuss. Sandeep, luckily for injury time, we ended up speaking to him just before he got the sack. And the episode is out now. A really good chap to talk to, right Sandeep? Yeah, I mean, I was sitting on that episode for a while. So, uh, <laughs> it's not like it happened right before. But, but it worked uh, out for yeah. yeah, I mean, it was scary because I heard that he was on the fence and then I hurriedly put it out. Uh, I did not expect him to get the sack on the same day. But uh, yeah, anyway, he is actually a good coach. He's a good guy. A uh, good guy to speak to, has a vision and all those kinds of things. And he was, for the first time, right, after a long time, and uh, barring the El Koshitori season, that you looked at Northeast and was like, okay, there is something happening here. Uh, they are not, uh, you know, just rolling around and, and just being, you know, making up the numbers with 11 people just running around the field. But again, the management showed how, uh, I don't know what the term is, like, they just decided, okay, you know what, he has to go. Whatever it is, I hear it might be financial also for all you know. If it is financial, 
it's quite stupid because you didn't account for a coach's salary for the whole season and when you were making your plans but i don't think that's the only reason to be fair but they got uh, khalid jamil now he's the Ali man bhai. he's the man like he is the one for some reason i feel whenever i look at northeast the way even under gerard nus i was like this is probably a very good khalid jamil team and uh, yeah they proved to be a very good khalid jamil team because they won today so uh, in that sense i think there is some sort of a continuity over there but even there like it looks so weird right khalid jamil was there in the beginning as assistant coach then he was asked to leave then he is asked to come back so look at the how absolutely messed up that club is like the way the the, the management is dealing with the thing and this is supposed to be the club that uh, embodies the northeast united fc right it's the northeast the place where uh, half the more than half of the indian footballers come from the top good ones come from and you're making a mockery of it like again uh, like kakar said about isl and uh, losing out on kerala this is another one that's uh, they're making a mockery of the whole thing well akash let me ask you this uh, did this team ever look to you like a team that had a long term plan in place because every single season every single year, year they come up with something new which lasts for maximum a season or two then again they are back, back to the drawing board and again something new comes pops up i don't think i don't even think that this club will exist in the long term so i don't really care whether they have a long term <laughs> be frank i think it's another one of those clubs that are just as a placeholder they they had to include something in the northeast uh so they did and they clubbed all the i think it's an insult to the entire northeast region that they can club the entire northeast region into this one club and i'm so sorry for the seven fans who are listening uh, seven northeast united fans who are listening to this pod right but i also think there is a bit of one that there is a bit of a nikola adams sort of situation that happened here um I don't know if you were aware of that in the under-17 World Cup team, which Novi Kapadia very nicely uh, put out in another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, where, where, what happens is that a, that a foreign coach tries to do certain things their way. He rubs rubs certain people the wrong way, certain Indian people, and they they generally gang up together to get rid of him. I think that's what happened here. But here's a confession, and this is something I haven't really tweeted or I haven't really said out loud. I wasn't too impressed with Gerard News. Okay. I the the first matches were great, and he was he was finding ways to get you know basically get out some some sort of points. For example, in the first match, uh, Mumbai dominated the game, uh, but they were down to ten men. That's why Northeast ended up winning. Apart from that, under news there, what what was their other victory? It was against East Bengal, another messy side, which was only their fourth match into the season. Um, I don't know why Gerard News was so hell bent on making so many changes. You know, if I have to compare a very weird thing, uh, you know how Pep Guardiola overthinks the Champions League matches. Uh, sorry if some some of the listeners don't know about European football, but Pep Guardiola is a manager who, who tends to overthink his Champions League knockout matches and makes so many changes and so many tactical tweaks that it ends up knocking his team out in a semi-final or a quarter-final. I don't understand why Gerard News had to make so many changes in every game. It's a bit ridiculous to see. His starting eleven changes since his since his I mean since his second match was two changes five five four three two four five five. That's 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 changing half the team and half the number of matches. And it 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 wasn't actually it wasn't even injury forced in most cases. I know Gaego was out, but it wasn't injury forced. 
I initially you would think that he wanted to find his first team, but the, the half the season went and uh, half the season went in finding the. It, it was almost like he had a forty game season and he was taking one fourth of the season to figure out, and then he would storm the league in the last thirty matches. But this this season will finish by the time he would he would have found the found his best team. So I wasn't fully impressed. Plus, I also have a have a sort of dislike of people who sound very narcissistic on uh, on camera. Noose became like that. Noose when he was when 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 he was um, uh, doing well, he was very upfront. He was very he had that swag, but then you could see his he was very deflated and he wasn't responding well to questions either by the end of it. So although although I I I'm not impressed by the way he's be he's gone. I also think there was merit in uh, sort of looking elsewhere or or correcting his ways, but. Uh, I agree with Sandeep in the sense that it's a ridiculous situation to do this, and and United are right up there with all this sham. I mean that that club is very poorly run. Well, Sandeep, Noose is gone, Jamil is back. Do you see Northeast just whipping out something miraculous like Aizwal? I'm just just throwing it out there. You never know with Jamil because look, he that Jamil has this ability to. get into the indian players and get maximum out of them and we have seen this in both mumbai where he had a lower level of talent and in aizol where he managed to get the best out of not just indians but the foreigners also who if you look at it beyond that season in aizol where they all peaked have not really been successful since and look at it today in a very uh, what do you call uh, fortuitous way i think that's the way you pronounce that word is that uh, ashutosh mehta scored his first goal he ashu is khalis boy for him to be the first guy to score once khalis jamil took over was uh, poetic justice i feel so uh, i think you can expect the team to do well i mean again he is a very uh, he's a coach who's able to go there and say okay you know what i'm just going to play for a one one draw here i'll try and win that game over there because that team has more injuries or they'll be playing within after two days three days very calculated very very defensively organized and his team will stay in the game until the late uh, 80 85 minutes and then try to nick a goal and they have always managed to you know sort of uh, put noses out of joints of big teams whether he was in mumbai or whether he was at aizol so i just feel this underdog sort of a team is perfect for khalid because when he took over a team like east bengal which is supposed to be you know a champion team and is supposed to challenge for title have to deal with egos of not just people on the on the field but also off the field in the boardrooms and things he was not the most uh, charismatic guy in that sense but every single player who plays for him will absolutely give everything for him that's the he's a players manager of that sort that's what i've heard from every single player who's, who who has played under him so i feel like they i mean that top four is there for the taking right they just need to put in a half decent run not even like a decent run mm-hmm. half decent run because the rest of the teams around them are equally inconsistent well guys that's all on this episode of injury time i hope you all had a great time you can find us on all the social media platforms our handle is injury time ind until we bring you the next episode of this beautiful show have a great time and enjoy the game Thank you.